Welcome to Talking In Stations. I'm Manoral here with Caleb. How are you doing, Caleb? Hey, guys. All right, we got a lot to talk about. A lot of this news is actually meta news, but uh, we'll try to uh, tell you why it's important to know. Um, but I think before we start, actually, I want to introduce also Tiberius, who's sitting here with us. How's it going, Tiberius? Hey, good evening. Good evening to you. Um, before we start, we want to pick up on some news that we uh, left behind. Uh, one second, I believe my game is on, so I just, uh, so that we don't, there we go. A little quieter. We want to pick up with some news that starts out uh, over in high sec where an unexpected thing happened uh, on the way to the market. <laughs> Let's uh, actually bring up the screen and we can take a better look at it that way. All right, we'll get to that in just a second, but holy Reitaru, uh, Snuff losing their war structure, which means their war on the Tranquility Trade Tower has ended and they're not permitted to war again for a while. Uh, two weeks, right? Two weeks, I think. <laughs> it's just, it's just hilarious because what my happened? brain was, my brain was in that whole. Oh, it's going to be like the low side thing, and uh, how many will they need to actually defend the structure? And my my brain was just spinning that whole thing over and over again. And and then uh, I think it was this morning. It's like we were just pointing uh, pointed it out to me that that this had happened. It was like, oh my god, war headquarter, high sec. Of course, it's just, it was so funny because I had completely forgotten that, of course, in high sec, the mechanics are so different. You don't get the big toys. You, you don't get uh, the doomsdays. Uh, you, don't, uh, you don't have uh, any of those advantages. So, so the whole power place is completely different, right? That just got me completely out of the fact that, well, if you don't have a war headquarter, you do not have a war deck, and then there's going to be people interfering with your actual aggression, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so it was like, as I as I said to some of the guys, this is like if there's like a whole gang of dudes trying to run against you, attacking you, and you just point and say, "Hey, dudes, check behind you. Your fucking headquarters <laughs> dead. You're not allowed to touch me." It's like uh, these thugs coming at you with like tasers. <laughs> And then somebody took their batteries. <laughs> Completely. It's like, you forgot to charge your batteries, dude. Uh, super, kind of funny. Super dangerous, super intimidating snuff. Um, it gets the rug pulled out from under him. I think it was actually yeah. expected, so I don't... Um, they took it seriously. The trading uh, tower took it seriously, but they were not worried. But what was interesting was... I feel like Vili and, 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 and the TGC guys must have been giggling a little bit. It's like, you do know you can't actually do this, right? <laughs> they took it seriously. They, they, uh, they take nothing for granted, apparently, which surprised me. But um, what was interesting was the situation that it had caused in the Delve War. We talked about this yesterday. That you're at war with each other in Delve. We're talking about Imperium on one side happy on the other but together they own this structure it's being threatened by a third party so on the one hand they're at war on the other hand they're working together to thwart this war deck from a low sec pirating company basically and uh yeah, so they had a bit of uh standings and uh uh problems right uh, they, they needed the equivalent of uh uh, of a yellow shirt that they could all wear <laughs> while uh, while being in this uh, particular situation, so it can it could go on top of the uniform, so we could have 
layered uh, overlays and stuff. Anyway, so it's, just, it's just kind of funny that we now get these situations because as far as I remember, something like this has not really been seen before that you have people, again, this is kind of my beef with it, right? That, that you have these entities that are completely at war with each other, like almost to the point of an, a very aggressive and hated, uh, hatred-driven uh, war, right? Mm-hmm. And then up there in high sec, they're best buddies and uh, they share yeah. all the all, all the racketeering money. Well, they they weren't the fleet that actually took out the Sritaru was uh, Pandemic Horde, Test, and Black Flag mercenaries. But um, a good point. Wasn't there was also fifty re- something odd goons as well. Pretty sure there. Possibly the thing is they can't really share a fleet, right? So the fleet that took it out. Um, probably wasn't a mixed fleet because you can't just mix comms. Uh, you know, again, you're in the war. You don't want to create any type of security risk. So that's uh, what happened there. Well, you could, you could have a, uh, I don't know, a mutual star chamber like thing for the most upper uh, FCs that if they need to coordinate something, uh, I think something like that would have worked fine. I think they might've actually done that already, but maybe just in, in text, but, I do think that it's it's an interesting development, at least. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. A little bit of flavoring there. I like how that all worked out together um, with the confusion and the uh, occasionally shooting each other uh, when you're supposed to be working together. And, uh, and, you know, it was not that big a threat. Hopefully it happens again in two weeks and Snuff keeps at it so that, um, you know, we see some action somewhere else, not just in Delve. But we should talk about Delve and what happened there. Before we get to I, this, I would like to yeah, I would like to add a little thing uh, to that whole thing. It's funny because it's it's kind of like in sports, and as you know, I like to compare a lot of Eve stuff with 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 uh, actual soccer, mm-hmm. um, and it, it it's very similar to when uh, uh, when when the Scandinavian countries don't qualify for the European Cup. If some of them actually don't make it, then you can always cheer on the other ones it's like these. This love-hate relationship thing just reminds me of that. All right. So in Delve, um, yesterday, I think it was TNT's turn to be um, targeted, and they lost uh, what, how many Arcanors was it? Six? Uh, bring that up. What are you talking about? The, 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 the structures in, in, in Delve and, and Goons in general? Yeah. Uh, there was, I think, almost eleven structures taken down. All in, in all, in all, there was like um, a lot of TNT structures. I'm not. I think they were just uh, large, right? Um, not extra. Arcanors. I and call then, them Arcanors. Yeah. That's the actual mineral. <laughs> yeah, and then there was uh, um, a whole bunch of uh, Sotios, like three, four Sotios, and then uh, a Tartara, right? Yeah, there was a ton. Let's see. So, so as I as I as I jokingly said to you before this, it's it's uh, it's like uh, I've been teasing that they've been running around, uh, kicking lampposts and uh, turning off the lights with the TCUs and iHubs. Yeah. Um, but at least now they're also burning something uh, meaningful uh, on a on a much faster scale than I think we've seen before. Yeah. Well, and this even, even yeah. then, it's it, it, there's a lot, right? There's still a lot, and 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 uh, really, we just talked to Willie about it and. Uh, it's if if they reach the third of of the relevant uh, relevant structures, and that would be a good thing. So they're they're not they they still got at least two thirds to go, and this is back to the thing that I keep 
spinning, uh, quote unquote, this is still going to be a long war, right? There's a massive amount of structures if you want to completely remove uh, the Imperium from Delve. Um, so it is a it is a six to eight months more of this. I'm not complaining. I think it's good content. So uh, keep at it, boys. Right. Uh, the big prize was this one here, it looks like. This was in the Karma fleet. We knew this was a big um, Satio because it was in 39P, which was the building headquarters. Actually, it was the headquarters of Karma fleet itself. Uh, this is in Helm's Deep, for those that don't know. Maybe we could just take a look to remind you. Um, but this was a big kill. Open that in the new tab. We'll go to Dotland. Uh, just to, to point out to Vormius, uh, nothing is being replaced uh, in, in Delve these days. Um, the, the, the knights are, sit, uh, are sitting up on the parapet and are pretty much stuck in there. Um, so they can't really go out and do much. Yeah. We talked about this before that uh, Helm's Deep fell pretty fast at the beginning. Helm's Deep starts uh, right over here in E3O. And this all got taken up with this constellation. These two constellations fell pretty much uh, together. And then this constellation here took another few days. And the prize there was this 39P, which is building headquarters and headquarters in general for Karma Fleet. Um, and then this one was up for grabs, but uh, Pappy decided to go a different direction and attack something else. And all that survived a bit longer, but it looks like it's all reinforced again. And we'll see if, um, if it actually gets turned over to test at that point. Well, uh, funny enough, I, I, I commented on this uh, when I was in, in Twitch chat with, uh, with Ron the other day. He was showing the, the map, and, and it, it's kind of funny because I know that you and I have been going over the sovereignty map so many times, and it's like always, holy smokes, that big yellow vanity blob. It's like, and the vanity sov is completely, completely gone. There's like hardly any left, right? So, so that stuff is definitely uh, all the flags have been taken down. That's for sure. Yeah, they're gone. Well, in the meaningful way, because iHubs are what we are looking at here. Uh, the TCUs, the territorial claim units, may still be up, but that's kind of like an abandoned city with the flag of the uh, people that were there before. The city is pretty much abandoned and taken over, even though the flag's still up. That's just a matter of cleanup later. But you're right. The the vanity of uh, how much space you own and how vast your empire is has totally shrunk down to essentially one constellation here, uh, which is tough. It's not, I mean, this is like very vertical, right? It's got... Um, yeah, and, and, and of course, there's a strategical value to the, the, the fact that, uh, that, that you can't uh, jump in systems and stuff like that. Um, but it, it's not really... Um, it it didn't it 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 has not changed much the past three four months right it's been the same situation whether you do something with these these TCUs and iHubs or not um, it just gives you that strategic advantage of what you are then capable of doing which we're then seeing with taking down the structures that are now not defended so burning the granaries and the farms and uh, uh, putting out the lights and uh, burning the flags which is um, very uh, very effective it's just there's still the forts and the houses uh, that needs to actually uh, be taken as well of course uh, it's not going to be easy to defend them but uh, some of them are defended right yeah there are 
dread caches uh, available. There, there is always the ability to do some harassment stuff. So at least there's a little bit of a butcher's bill. Um, but it is fundamentally down to I would suspect maybe three or four uh, strategic locations where there's going to be some pushback. Other than that, Dell has pretty much fallen, but still. Well, the people you need to kill are still in there. I think All really the materials are still in there. Yeah, they're in the Helm's Deep now because they're in they're in a castle. They can still project out. Let's go back to the map. I mean, uh, Delve has fallen. You can see it's all different colors now. Those are all Pappy colors, except basically this constellation here. There's a little more work to be done over here, but that's just so cut off. It's not really anything that's um, guarded. But this here is the capital constellation. So they have a little island, I think, and it goes into Aquarius, but um, this is going to hold up for quite a while. This is not something that can be taken easily. And, um, you know, and it may actually, Pappy may wear themselves out going up against 1DQ, but that's what that's what the remainder of the war is going to be about. Although today, let's look at Aquarius. Yeah, if, you, if you want to continue down that whole path, right, we, we, we saw the formation of Pappy that's pretty much the the white hand orc army right to <laughs> eradicate humanity and then we we've seen the helm's deep thing so what we have left now is pretty much uh osgiliath and Minas Tirith, 1dq and then of course maybe the final battle right so um let's see how long it takes uh, this is uh, the the super uh, collector's uh, edition and it's not just three and a half hours long this is going to be uh uh six to seven months long so have fun guys yeah lots of damage to be done on both sides so today though uh pappy thought twice about taking out a keepstar it was an armor timer for the gop tac ge keepstar i think brave owns the uh system but the keepstar there still belongs to uh goon swarm the initiative formed up to go and defend it the initiative was backed up i heard as uh with capitals but also they emitted super capitals. I heard that as well. I'm not exactly sure which of those two or both or, um, uh, yeah, which of those two or both. But uh, Pappy decided not to take this fight. Instead, they concentrated on two other iHubs instead. So the Keepstar is saved for another period. Uh, again, once the Brave's iHub matures, at some point they will get the option, if they keep it, of putting down Sino Jammers, and then the situation will change. The capitals will not be used to back up the subcap fleet that is defending the Keepstar, and at that point it will probably fall. So lots of Satios dead, and uh, Helm's Deep in trouble, um, 1DQ, but uh, GOP lives another day. All right. I think, we, I think we should expect to start seeing... Uh... <laughs> Keep stars start dying. The the, the not so defended ones, right? Yes, um, probably. As, as I've as, as I've mentioned many times, there's a lot to grind through, and uh, the degree of of defensibility is now uh, a little bit of question because how much can you really do with harassment if you can't really get your big toys in there? Um, so you will start seeing some of those that are not really defended being taken down. I I would be surprised if uh, we don't see maybe maybe five, maybe even more, um, go down the next month. Uh, that's actually what I would expect. Right. Because there are some, and I, I'm pretty sure that Pappy must have figured out which ones don't seem to have any real meaningful defenses in there. I remember, I think 
the Imperium still holds the amount of keep stars destroyed in one day. It was five. Uh, and I know there are like 40 to 60 keep stars in this area, but um, and they can't possibly do five every day. But the idea here is that you can do a lot of damage in a short amount of time. However, there are still a lot of structures to go through, even besides uh, keep stars. Yeah. So it will take some time. Uh, uh, what was the number? I think at, at, at a total of something like 1,600 in total, if you count everything, um, was the structure's numbers. Um, but the really important ones, as I've mentioned, to me at least, would be things like strategic sortillos, um, both in what's, what they're being used for, what they can be used for, and of course, whether or not they are T2 uh, fitted with rigs. Um, and, and then, of course, um, the, the extra large uh, moon structures. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the three types. The extra large is the only thing that really matters. Everything else is, is, in my opinion, so dirt cheap that it, that it fundamentally only uh, it's like it's like burning someone's house. Like fine, they're not living there anymore. They're hiding in the key, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's go to another big story here, and that is this new thing that was introduced today. It's, uh, you want to talk about this thing? Should we? Uh... Tiberius, I'm you still, still with us? That. I'm still getting that stupid splash screen. I, I hope that you can figure out why we're getting that. All right. Expert Systems. Uh, that was a little bit loud. So Expert Systems are, I guess I could read it, but it's, it's a little long and it's a little in character, so it doesn't come straight out uh, to tell you what it's about. But essentially, uh, this is a way for people to try things in the game before they commit to learning all the skills required. Uh, so it's kind of like a, almost like a taster's system, right? Like I'll, I'll try tackling for a little while and see if I like it. And you have two weeks to do it. And so you get the, you get the skills uh, that allow you to do that sort of thing. And, uh, and then you can try it out for a couple of weeks and see if you like it. And if you like it, you can start training for it right away. So you can do it for two weeks and already be training in that direction. It's up to you. Yeah. It's like rent your future self <laughs> um, with, this, with a rollback option. Let's talk about why you think this system was put in, is going to be put into the game. It's up for discussion right now, but why do you think they're looking at something like this? Money. Yeah. Why, why a, money particularly? How, how do you get this, uh, these expert systems? Uh, so... From what I understand, uh, I actually just logged into CC because it is uh, on CC currently. Um, the From what I understand on how this is going to work is that this is a non-tradable commodity uh, that can be either pulled from a login reward or purchased from a CCP directly. This is not something that you can exchange for Plex. This is not something that you can buy outright, at least uh, from my understanding. Yeah. Um, but it's essentially going to be used as a uh, a bridge the gap um, opportunity for people to do things, um, you know, and essentially rent, um, pay CCP to rent skills, for lack of a better word, and kind of oversimplifying some things. Mm -hmm. It, it's a testing thing, right? So you can you can try out something before you completely dedicate yourself to it, right? 
Um, so it's it's, but it's not a catch-up mechanic because it, it it's only for a week, right? Right. Um, so and and again, the important thing is that this is a direct credit card thing. It does not impact the price of Plex. Otherwise, this could uh, actually increase the, the the utility on Plex and thus the price. So so it's a good thing that this is only for people that will actually pay cash. Whether this is successful or not, well, we will really never know because um, that type of metrics is not something that's necessarily shared by CCP. Okay, so that let's make that clear. You can only get this through login rewards when the CCP decides to give it to you for logging in or doing something in the game. Or you may also purchase it with real money, but you can't buy it with Plex. That is from what I understand. Um, and... Uh... I believe that is on purpose to a certain extent. Uh, somebody said something earlier today I felt like was pretty apt, which is, and I think this might have been you, Caleb, actually, that uh, it said it's not in CCP's best interest to essentially increase the uh, buying power Careful of typing Flex. there, Caleb. Sorry, um, start, start again, uh, Caleb, if you can stop typing for a second. So somebody had... Um, Somebody had said something earlier, and I believe it was Caleb that said this, uh, is that it's not in CCP's best interest to increase the buying power of Plex. Um, and essentially what that means is, is that if this is another utility item that you can purchase with Plex, uh, that would increase the amount of ISK that you can get from, um, you know, redeeming Plex on the market, essentially. And, you know, that because that's, you know, CCP's cash cow right off the bat, uh, I don't think that that's something that they uh, it would not be in their best interest to do. Yeah. So again, this expert system uh, question is Noshio Dar asking, can we repeat purchase or is this a one-time only? I don't think I read anything in here that said it was either one. I I would imagine that you could do a repeat purchase. Yeah. Um, I'm actually uh, I'm sharing my screen right now. I have the expert okay. system in CC pulled up here to kind of give a uh, overview as to what it looks like. Why don't I see your sharing? One second. I don't know. Oh, let me uh, let me hit the right thing here. <laughs> I uh, I don't see it sharing. I don't know uh, why it wouldn't pop up. One second. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty um, sure that uh, all those rental things which would be repeatable. It's just when have you paid for uh -huh. rental so go. much that it it makes no sense anymore? We can see it now. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I'm not entirely sure why or um, what their plan is here. So this is on CC. Uh, these are the seven um, skills rental thing that has they have up here essentially. Um, the most important one thing I think here is that there's obviously no Titan one here yet or no capital ship thing here yet. Uh, it's debatable on whether or not CCP will actually add that or not. We have um, an unconfirmed uh, quote from CCP that it will never be on anything except subcaps. Yeah. And most likely not even on high-end T2. Yeah. So you can see that this is this is very much focused on new players um the you know obviously it says high sec uh space explorer most new players that's ccp did specifically say that that's what they're after is they're trying to figure out 
um, you know, uh, that's one of the number one things that they want to do in the game is uh, go and explore. Uh, now, if you click on it, um, go to the eye here, it'll actually go down all of the list of skills wow. that it will give you uh, with this, you know, with the redemption, um, which is, you know, it's a pretty hefty long list of skills to do. I only um, see one level four in there. That's interesting. Yeah, so there's not a whole lot of uh, uh, in-depth stuff. And the other thing, too, um, I was actually kind of excited about this core systems operator thing because this is a pretty big deal uh, for a lot of players. Um, and I was actually surprised to see that they're not all fours and fives. In fact, they're mostly you know threes and fours. There's only four level fives here. And and those are probably prerequisites for other ones. Right. These are not, you know... These are not ones that are really necessary in order to, uh, uh, I guess, get around doing the things that you need to um, in game. The most important one here is actually not here, which is advanced weapon upgrades, uh, which was kind of surprising to me that it wouldn't be there. But <laughs> Well, that's important for fitting, and usually the tight fitting right. isn't T1, it's T2, usually, I think. So that would be more advanced than I would expect, Um but I see what you're saying. Any experienced right. player that wants to play this game and wants to fit ships that are very tight, in other words, get the most out of their ships with their modules, will need uh, Weapon Upgrades 5. It's a really weird hidden skill because it's misnamed. Yeah. So I, I kind of like it for access to more advanced uh, gameplay and potential fights and things like that. And when you're talking things like... Uh, uh, activating this uh, so so it nicely uh, fits a, an extended weekend or a vacation or something like that. Mm, yeah, uh, for that alone, I really like it because it's kind of a buff to alphas because it works with alphas. Um, but it, I don't think it looks like they're going to completely overpower it and, and make it uh, an abusive thing. So I, I think it it it's not bad. It's just I'm not sure if people will actually use it or if it will be picked up as much as they might hope. The other thing... Um, oh, I, I think it might. The only, the only other thing here that yeah. is maybe of interest to people is right now is they have the the Grand Prix Interceptor um, expert system, which gives you uh, all four frigates to five and interceptors to four, uh, which essentially allows you to you know, immediately get into interceptors. Um, there's also a... Let's just say the interceptors, for those that don't know, are the tackling profession. That's getting in there, grabbing someone, holding them down until your fleet comes in with the DPS and takes them out. Correct. Um, and if you notice, actually, on the uh, skills tree here, there's a little icon here that specifically says uh, expert system can unlock this ship. Uh, oh, wow. So it's, it's very obvious to people that, oh, hey... Uh, this is maybe a ship I wanted to get into. I don't know why it doesn't show it over here um, on uh, for the battleships, but I do know that it shows it here for the Typhoon. Um, so uh, it does specifically say that, uh, you know, these are the things to do. In fact, what is this? I'm not sure. Yeah, so this, um, you'll notice that this goes immediately to um, this will immediately go to a CCP website. Right now it's set up for a singularity test server thing, the, a link that nobody can have access to, I'm guessing, besides CCP. Um, but uh, 
the yeah so i'm assuming this will go to ccp's website and then um then you'll be able to pay for it there yeah i kind of feel like those core skills should be uh um option to buy permanently right so you can just get right into the core skills uh don't get uh, don't get mad i would actually be perfectly fine with ccp allowing some sort of uh direct sp trade um for real life money i don't i I honestly don't think it's like buying a deluxe version of something right i don't think it would be game breaking um it would of course shift the uh, economy when it comes to utility of plex and sp injectors and uh, all that stuff but i think it's important that we start accepting more uh direct monetization from ccp when it is not game breaking and as long as it's something like this which is already kind of baked into to the game i think they need to be allowed to do more of that and uh, as long as they do it in a very balanced way and at a price point where it is and i i really want them to understand this micro transactions things need to have a price point where it's not crazy yeah ccp seems to have a bit of a disconnect with uh what a micro transaction is or at least in terms of how to monetize certain things like paying twenty dollars for a ship skin or you know sometimes 40 to 60 dollars for a ship skin depending upon what kind of uh packs that you buy or uh however much it's you know or however much uh, if it's like a super rare skin i don't really know but uh, um i think you get the get the idea yeah so a comment from dragon teeth says we already have we already have that uh redeeming plex for isk and then buying injectors off the market just more steps yeah and it's not exactly the same because buying sp directly from ccp is definitely not the same as buying injectors or uh extractors it's a completely different ecosystem because the sp that you are buying when you're buying an injector right now has actually gone through a player. It has had utility of X amount of potential days, and it goes all the way back to a plex that have been injected at some point by that player. So you're basically, you're buying secondhand clothing, really. Yeah. Right. Uh, somebody somebody took the time to build up those skills uh, in some way, or they were rewarded through some package that somebody bought. But at some point, those skills came into existence somewhere else that are inside of injectors. It's the only way to get them in there. Plus, you know, the, the, he, he brings up a point that's interesting if you look at it. And this goes into the guild ammo argument and all the microtransactions that come through. Like a long time ago in EVE Online, if you came into the game and you wanted to catch up, you would shop at a character bazaar and look to see if there was a character that suited you. Now, remember... It used to be that all characters were, it was a very deliberate training program. There was no way of uh, even giving away skills that you didn't like. You were stuck with whatever choices you made. So characters were actually groomed to sell. And this is why, go ahead. This is, this is why my personal feeling is that I want an, a little bit of an upgrade to the whole skill point tree and the requirements to get into things. I am perfectly fine with almost call it pay to win for certain levels of of skill access but what i really want is i want i want things that are in the big boy class to go back to what it was i want them to be feel overpowered and be exclusively expensive i i want to get away from the entitlement of titans 
this should be this should be toys that are only seen in 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 PvP or very group oriented uh, gameplay, and they should not be seen in this in this bait ball blob stuff. I, I think noted. we need to go back to old old school big toys. Noted, noted. Let me finish my example uh, as well. So people would groom a character just the right way to be uh, a dread alt, for instance, with no extra skills. So all the training path was known. They took the time to do that. And the reason it was groomed, you know, just right was because you had to pay for clone insurance, basically. And uh, so the less skill points you had to pay for to insure, the better. So you wanted the the best, cleanest train character. And you would buy that off the bazaar. So you could always pay to advance in this game from the very beginning. They allowed Pretty that much. to happen. People made um, people made bank off of doing that stuff. There were people, I mean, that was a pretty intensive idea and um, thought process in order to min-max those pilots during the clone insurance days. Uh, so that was a that was a pretty big deal for them to you know be able to have that set up for you. Essentially, it was a there was definitely people I, f- I remember correctly that were running services that would just set up characters to do that and then sell it on the bazaar. Right, and that still happens to this day, and you can still do it to this day. But injectors were the next logical extent of saying instead of people grooming characters, why don't we let them? Uh, just take those skill points and put them in a vat that somebody else can decide to use differently with penalties if you have too much experience points. And the penalties are there to make sure that newer players get better utilization out of those injectors than older players. And this seems to be the same thing. Uh, Because Plex isn't used to buy these skills even temporarily to switch your identity or your skill set even temporarily, uh, really does kind of put it in the realm of if you're coming into the game, you don't have a lot of plex. You certainly don't want to incentivize earning a lot of isk to buy a lot of plex to then be able to experiment because that is a very tough climb for a new player. But they're equal in real life as far as income goes. A new player can actually have a lot more spending money than somebody who has... Um, you know, five years of experience in this game. So they'll be able to to get into this as easily as anybody else, I suppose. I would like to uh, see something more in, in the direction, uh, in, in addition to this, uh, of what Dunk Dinkle was actually pointing out uh, uh, that, that he voiced in the CSM. Something that might be more like giving these things for free, not necessarily as a login uh, reward, because personally, I think login rewards are a little bit ridiculous. But events, right? So in specific uh, achievements or participation things. So if you if you run a certain string of, of missions or you're part of a certain type of event, then you will get sort of the relevant uh, uh, skill boosts uh, to specific skills instead of uh, this just generic SP uh, injection. Uh, I think that would be a great way to to get that catch-up mechanic. And I think there's many things that could be done in in, in that direction. Uh, and even doing things like giving temporal boosters to specific skills. I think I think we oh, can do something with the ecosystem of skill points and the, and the skill tree that makes this a little bit more complicated. Because after injectors, we do have a problem with, with the whole uh, flat costs and the way they did the diminishing returns and 
um and then of course zombie farming and and all that stuff like um many things went wrong with that like i know that when they were very profitable and there was a lot of demand um you could basically make about a billion or more um profit per character you were running and when you start considering that there were farmers that had 100 300 500 the highest i heard was 800 zombies running right that's 800 billion per month and if you do if if you if you start thinking about that that means that you're almost in the one trillion per month class on your zombie farm alone that's comparable to things like the entirety of ttc's uh, income right that's shared uh, from monopolizing but, and dominating but, highs. But you can't unload all that product all at the same time. You have to find No, no, no. No, you yeah. you you just you just harvest it like you do uh, an orchard. It's it's not like a wheat farm. You 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 pick the fruit you need to sell uh and and, and leave the fruit that uh, you can't sell yet for the next time, um, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. You do the cycle, right? And then you have this uh price thing that you can see. You can see this price cycle on on the market when it comes to these uh products. You see the extractors going up, then they dip down, and then there's the exact opposite tip on uh, on injectors, right? So they, they they harmonize with each other. Yeah. Well, okay, so a lot of people are hung up on CCP trying to microtransact themselves into the black, you know, away from the red, make money, et cetera, et cetera. That isn't really a concern that players should be worried about. They want to know how this affects the game. And are, is their is their power diminished because they've earned it over a longer period of time from these these mechanics? I'd like to touch on something before that, right? Because chat is mentioning the whole make mechanics better, and you don't have to do uh, things like microtransactions. It's just not true in MMOs in in in, in today's age. You you can't just do bank on on very old monetization models. The business models of today need these things. It just they need to land in a place where the service and the product they're selling is priced right and the consumers will actually buy them. Because if CCP does not have revenue stream, there is no way that they can make There's the game no better. Game. There's they, no they game. Can't, they, they can't hire devs to make you cool things, to make the game something you want to, to play. So they need money. And unless you want to play, uh, pay something like 20 maybe even $30 uh, a month for a subscription, you can forget about it. it it's it's yeah. just not going to happen. I think there. I think there's definitely room um, for both sides of the argument. Um, I think that these particular skills here, it would actually be really cool doing kind of what you said, Caleb. If there was a story arc um, to allow for uh, people to do these skills, like get these skills permanently. Obviously, it, you know, it would maybe have to take a, a certain amount of time. I would um, love the achievement system to be used for this. Right, right? exactly. Yeah, the, the activity would... system. So once I've killed uh, a thousand uh, condors or condor model ships, I get a, a nice little buff in my condor skill or something like that. It's like, right. this is possible to do, it, and it would be fun. I remember uh, one of the games that I played a lot, um, uh, Lord of the Rings, right? Um, they had this massive achievement system that gave you these benefits or buffs uh, every single time you reach the next level of that achievement i think the activity system could be used for something like that and of course then you could tie that into the um, uh, actual event system and into exploration and into args and law stuff it's it's just such an untapped potential in there i, you, I i'm really sad that it didn't get you used played lord you played lord of the rings i was looking at that game right at the same crazy. time 
crazy. I was looking at Eve Online and Lord of the Rings. Those were the two that I was considering. But uh, finish your point, Tiberius. I think we cut you off. Uh, I was just going to say the um, the in, just so that everybody knows that the um, the old uh, revenue model that Caleb was referencing was based upon the subscription model that we currently have now in Eve, which was based upon the subscription model that. Uh, wow had put together back in 2004 2005 whenever they first launched that was right that was essentially the model that every um, mmorpg follow uh, used uh, to follow after the fact you know we're we're approaching 15 16 years later and uh, you know if we if ccp doesn't change with the consumer base then you know they're not going to survive as a company so you know, it's unfortunately, it's inevitable. You know, I'm not a big fan of microtransactions either. But if we don't have them, there won't be um, there won't be a game for us to play anymore. Yeah, I mean, the world's changed completely with everything else, right? Software, you download, you pay subscriptions. Um, uh, movies now, you don't own them anymore. You just kind of rent them or you rent the whole library. Like monetization models for all entertainment have changed. You can't expect to stay at $15 a month like a gym fee, for instance. And it's important to, to, to note that many things product-wise, because someone said there's other things in microtransaction, and I completely agree. Uh, as I've said uh, many times, I would love CCP to make stuff that I would actually want to buy, even slightly expensive stuff, maybe not uh, floating Nixus because that was just a stupid price range. But I would love to uh, to buy more merchandise. I would love to see uh, secondary uh, products, um, uh, so other games and stuff like that that I could throw my money at. It's just there's nothing that I can swipe my credit card at right now that I want from CCP. But what I wanted to get to is to make these things, like to make a good merchandise shop, it costs money. There's a bit, there's an initial cost where you have to have the right kind of people running something like that, and you can't really effectively do it on a skeleton crew. You have to have good product at a good price, and you have to know your 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 audience and, and your customers enough to actually know which one is going to be selling, what's going to be the, the necessary profit margin on these things to make the whole thing a good business. This is what I keep joking with. The, the floating nix is good for brand because it, it's fluffy and 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 uh, the not high fluffy. End, uh, the thing was dangerous. Well, yeah, but the high end spenders can buy that, and and it becomes sort of like this uh, uh, five hundred dollars uh, pants and stuff. It, but but yeah. the money maker in any business is really the small things. It's the key change. It's the it's the things that cost next to nothing. The microtransactions. <laughs> yes, that's where you make your money. It's true for all businesses, right? And to to make these good enough. For you to want to buy them and buy them in 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 amounts that actually make CCP profit, you need some good product developers. It's just it's just facts. That's that's how businesses are run. And 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 right now, CCP does not have the revenue streams to start such things up. Especially, uh, well, maybe they can get it from Sugar Daddy PA. I don't know. But um, to get to the next thing where you want to make this a really strong brand because i think ccp has always had a brand that could compete with things like star trek and star wars they just never got it up and running right that next by the way i saw torfi franz in uh, e vegas and he had it and he was trying to show it and the magnet that levitated this plastic model that was about what four feet long or something was huge was so powerful that if you got it near any metal, it would smash into the metal. And if your fingers were in the way, it would really damage you. So he was wrestling with this thing. It was clearly 
uh, not something for kids because that was like dangerous. Let's let's just repeat to CCP the following that that we all know now is completely technically feasible. Things like Alliance and Corp skins. Some of the some of the Corp logos and and palettes and stuff in Eve Online are amazing. If we could get things like Alliance and Corp skins, you would see people credit carding like crazy. I, I keep mentioning that. Yes, I'm a goonsplainer, and I'll admit, admit that. But a black skin with the initiative stuff on it, I would buy that shit all day long i'd even i'd even get test skins because i love the dinosaur right um you even if they added the cute one right the the, <laughs> the the one from the comic strips like i would buy these skins but right now to me skins are useless I, they don't mean anything to me and and right. and and when it comes to alliance skins it's like take my money come on do it ccp well um, i'm curious that this actually is this is um people are kind of pessimistic about this in terms of, you know, are they going to, you know, release this expert system? Yeah. The expert system. I'm sorry. Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of um, piggybacking off what you're saying. Um, Some people are kind of uh, uh, negative towards this expert system. Um, And I believe um, that uh, I'm, I'm fairly optimistic because I think that CCP is probably starting to actually pay ta- pay attention to their consumer base because this right here shows me that they're willing to spend the time, um, the development time in order to um, help a new consumer base because this is almost entirely new player oriented right here. Getting into core ships, which allows you to fly pretty much anything up to a battleship doctrine. Um, you know, a tech one battleship doctrine for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, you know, you've got mining barges, which is what people want to do. You've got the explorer oh, nice. stuff, which is what, uh, you know, uh, new people want to do. And then, yeah. So, and then the interceptors, which is, you know, every new, every new player in existence has become the tackle buddy. Uh, they could go run out and either an interdictor or a, um, interceptor and then go try it out and see if that's what they want to do or not. Um, so uh, I'm optimistic that uh, I think that we may see something like lion skins or corpse skins or, uh, you know, some kind of uh, weird bonkers thing like that uh, here in the future. Other such stuff that the consumers like so it's, long it's as with, it's the same with the walking station that I know matter and I keep bringing up. Right. I'm I'm a little bit of a Barbie uh, guy. I, I love to see uh, amazing clothing and and weapons on my tunes when I play MMOs, right? And and I am I am perfectly willing to actually credit card for really good stuff like that. Yes, I bought bought a few of them uh, expensive mounts in 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 World of Warcraft. It's just I I can't find myself as interested in the skins as they are now in the game. But if if there was walking in station hell, I would even pay real money to like expand my captain's quarters uh make it bigger do the decoration and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so we talked um, about renting your own system right your own private system i would do that an insider structure that i would be fine with that i just don't think doing it out in space where where it makes a mess of of the economy it should be vanity stuff it should be uh, if you want to build a bar and uh, if you want to have uh, weird services or features like uh, installing a uh, poker table or stuff like that, there's so much potential money on the table if CCP did this. Uh, and let, let's be fair here with the Unreal Engine, 
all of this is so possible and so easy. Yeah. All right. Tal Dajat says, uh, I get that TIS needs to report on the big content slash events in the game, but the larger retail market, in my opinion, is a smaller corp solo players doing all the PVE industry and exploration. Um, yeah, I think we should probably do a financial show, right? Talk about uh, PVE side. Oh, get to Ashton <laughs> with that. I mean, that would be. That would be kind of bonkers. Yeah, it's it's hard to... I mean, events... There's a lot of information being surfaced about events. So you can do research and you can figure out like what happened. Then you can talk to people because we have connections. What actually did happen and get to the bottom of things and report news. When you're talking about reporting on the market, there's nobody to talk to. Uh, anybody hmm. that knows anything is not going to tell you what's happening because they're in an advantage if you don't know. Um, we uh, can look at it and predict. We have had very, very extensive market shows not and market coverage. Not, not on particular things. They talk about things in general, but they don't. Um, for instance, did you know that some investors will have a signature in the market? So if you see, for instance, Aerith used to be a big market trader for <laughs> Goonswarm, and he always put a four, 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 four. So whatever his price was, it had like a bunch of fours after it so that people knew that was him. That was his order. And he was coming into this market. And it's a way of intimidating, but also a way of of uh, uh, manipulating. Uh, and so oh, it's also a, a way of uh, colluding and forming a uh, cartel like queue. It's like, OK, I'm not going to out compete or out uh, bid this particular person because it's actually one of my collusion friends. And again, this is a, um, a system that was basically weaponized uh, way back in the early days of EVE um, by a guy called Sister2, um, which is he created a, an, a smoky room for people that had these things, and he called it signatures, and it was a very exclusive club. It was only for the very uh, rich people and old players. Um, and I actually formed the SCC Lounge to open it up and democratize that because I thought that was uh, very elitist. Um, and I actually wanted to nurture new bros that wanted to get into market. Man of the right? people. It's just uh, man of the financial people. Well, okay, <laughs> uh, it, I'm not. I'm, I'm not that much of a good guy because one of the things I did was I helped them get started. I gave them some slush money and and and, and to actually uh, get them uh, to start making money. And the biggest problem with making money on the market is time. But if you can then give someone, uh, well, back then it was not billions; it was. A few millions right so you gave them uh, 10 or 25 or even 100 uh, million and within a few weeks they actually came back and uh, paid it back with massive interest oh, nice. right um because you taught them how to double their money really really fast and go from a very low uh, liquidity and nav to a rather high one with using the skills that uh, are basically the 101s of markets and when they used them, they got really rich really quick, and they paid you back. So I was actually making money. Uh, it was made yeah. uh, as, a, as a fund to oh. support them and supposed to make a loss, but it just kept making it, money. It's very important to invest at the right time, and that includes people. You want to help people out when they're in trouble, but you also want to help them out when they're starting out. So if you find – that's what mentorship is all about in, in certain ways. When you find somebody who has promise, right, that's when you invest – in that kind of a person. And as you see them succeed, 
that is not only part of your, uh, what do you call it, legacy, but those are the people that are likely to turn around and help you later. Uh, so you want to cultivate that in real life, but also in the game. Okay, we're just about out of time. We're not going to get to the last thing. We're going to have to talk about that tomorrow. Because it's kind of a bigger, unless you want to do it fast, Caleb. But Oh, one last thing. Yeah, oh, let me just say this. Oz Eve, uh, you can get his channel at Oz underscore Eve. is very good at market stuff. And you can. he's a great presenter, uh, charismatic, and does charts and all that stuff. Go and subscribe and help him out and uh, be a part of that. What I would say is this. Finance in Eve is hard to track. There are people who have done it. They do it mechanically. They do it with formulas. They do it. Um, Lockfox used to do it with uh, software that he built. And all that is really cool. But more than anything, uh, it's a mysterious market. And sometimes it does stuff that you don't quite understand or know why. However, there are times as things move in the game, very experienced players like myself or Caleb or Elise Randolph can uh, tell you why something is happening because we've seen the cycle so many times and we know what's related to what, what's related to what, what's related to what, but more importantly, what people are in the market doing the things that are making the waves that are rippling through multiple layers of supplies. Um, doesn't mean we make a serious amount of money because things go all kinds of different ways, but uh, we should do a market show where we talk about the meta and how it affects the market. That's a very specialized area. Okay, speaking of marketplace, this is the last thing we have. Caleb, <laughs> you want to kick this one off? I'll bring up my screen again. Let's... Okay, it's a, it's a little slightly slightly controversial. It's just it's just um, there's a few articles that have been uh, posted lately. Um, it's by um, a journalist that I, I don't really know anything about. He pretty much came out of nowhere to, for me, at least. Um, and it seems like he's got, uh, I don't know, uh, Hilma on speed dial. And um, what's happening is that he's been doing these interviews and Hilma is like spinning in, in a completely nutcase way and talking about things in EVE that don't actually exist and talking about markets as if we've actually had upgrades. And I can tell uh, people we have had practically zero change. When Hilma once, many, many years ago, geniusly programmed this thing to be an actual exchange market, which does not exist as far as I know in any other game, I praise him for that because this is one of the things that make EVE what it is. But we have not had any upgrades to this system since then. The, the, the only thing we've got is we got a nerf in the form of, of uh, skill-based uh, limitations, which is kind of silly when you're talking about finance. And the other is only things like nerf, like raising of taxes. The only thing we've actually got when it comes to the market that is an actual upgrade is we did get better graphs and we did get a few algorithms to make sure that the outlier abuse of, of uh, graph, graph manipulation didn't really work as well anymore. It's, it's still not perfect, but I'm just saying, when he keeps mentioning that, that new things have been added to the market stuff, it hasn't. There might have you might say that there was a little bit of an upgrade with the contract system, but the contract system UI is such a mess some, that um, some quality of life know. changes, right? The wallet yeah, looks but, different. Yeah, but the wallet uh, is is again it's it's a very tame, very useless UI upgrade. Of course, it looks better, and we need to upgrade the graphics right. of Eve all the time. But we have not gotten any features, and the fact that he keeps talking about things like 
options, futures, and shorts, and short squeezes is completely silly because it does not exist. And the way that he explains margin trade to this guy is just completely wrong. It, it, it frustrates me that Hilmer seemed to be assuming so many things about how the EVE market works, and he does not come on shows or have private talks with the actual people that understand the market in, intimately. And, and it, 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 this is not just me. This is all the guys that I represent that love EVE for its complexity when it comes to financial stuff. But we have had zero love over the past 15 years. Zero. We still have a game where I can create a corporation, I can have shares, I can hand out shares to, to initial shareholders, but then the box stops. I cannot trade my shares on an open public market. That basically means I can never get my share on the equivalent of New York Stock Exchange. It's just, it's a massive mistake, right? There, there's so many things that can be done with e-finance, and we have been promised it from Dr. Aok, we've been promised it from CCB Quant, but it's just the, the requirement... CCB. Yeah, the, the requirement to do things like financial products require people that understand what these products are. And if too many of the player base starts feature creeping, then it becomes unrealistic to do it. A, a funny example is something like shares, right? The only thing that's really required to create a share system that the players can run is that it would be API sensitive, that you could put it in a contract, but only that one unique item and that you could pull it out of your wallet from where the uh, number of share lives, right? That's the only thing that's required to actually have a functional stock exchange, except we've asked for this many times, but every time we talk about this, people start talking about scams and scam protection and added features and futures and options. Like That's not how market works. Markets are really very simple in the core functionality. You don't need all these complex feature creep things. Well said. We'll just uh, let that sit there. Um, but so the article was written in a different language. I believe it was Norwegian, and uh, you can find it. Uh, put, put it in the show notes, but um, there it is. You can also find it talking in stations Discord in the news channel, Eve News. Uh, that's where we post uh, a lot of this stuff. So I think you just want to cover the one that you talk, talked about then, because I just talked about the other three articles that's the one you're talking about is the Icelandic one, which is a little bit sad um, because basically what it says is that the bonus that CCP was promised from Perla Biz can actually not happen. They did not reach the goals that they had to in the contract to get that bonus. The sell, uh, sorry, sorry, the, the price um, of purchase from PA was 225 million, right? That was what was the 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 deal and if ccp could reach certain goals in uh, a period of time i think it was maybe a year or two no it was two years right um if they reached certain goals they would get a bonus of 200 million but they had to reach all those goals to get any of that there was no uh like partial thing where you could get like half of it or a little bit they had to reach all that all those goals so basically what uh, Perlebiz is doing today is they're really clapping because they now got the, the whole CCP deal at 47% of the potential cost that they could have ended up paying. I think that deal was unfair. I think the requirements and the, and the goals that they set in that contract must have been unfair because CCP has been growing for the, the entire period 
that they have been uh, under the the the, the Perla Biz contract, right? So yeah, they probably if, lost if those, it on. You told yeah. you we were talking earlier where they probably lost it. Where was it? China. Um, they had to do the 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 rollout of the China deal to to get uh, Eve Online in in into China, and uh, I think um, that, that and then maybe. Yeah, maybe a few others. They got stuck, right? They, yeah. they could not do that within the time frame that was on the contract. Um, and some of the other goals uh, that might have been required might have been also uh, completely well, bordering on unrealistic. So I think it was an unfair deal. Uh, and I know that Perlibis uh, must be laughing a little bit because they got CCP at a nickel. It, it's, it's completely underpaid. Um, as I've said before, if... I don't think CCP should have cut that many limbs um, to make it look more profitable. I think it was a mistake, uh, especially when it comes to selling White Wolf. And I, th I think history has proven me right because I've been saying this pretty much since they sold it off um, and, and canceled World of Darkness. Um, World of Darkness is a massively strong IP and they will really uh, kick themselves when we get the next round of uh, vampire and world of darkness uh, interest you, in in society, do you think vampires are played out? Aren't they all done? No, no, they're coming back. Mm. Uh, and and Rice, who I believe is uh, the best writer of that type of cosmology, um, next to White Wolf writers, because actually White Wolf writers are better, even though they're not writing actual novels and prose. Um, this stuff is just mind-blowingly good and she's now working with hulu to actually uh do a series and i think it might actually be potentially over the entire uh vampire chronicles uh series which is massive right it's mm -hmm. it's uh several seasons if this becomes a success you have uh, what i at least personally will feel is my game of thrones because if they just reach anything like the first movie the interview with the vampire it's gonna blow people's mind yeah, Caleb does look like a vampire, doesn't he? I'm the one in darkness, but Caleb reminds me of uh, Lestat. <laughs> that, that's what happens when you go to Iceland and get embraced by the Mitanni. Ooh. Did he bite your neck or something? I don't know what that means. <laughs> All right. I, I don't want to know what that means. Right <laughs> there's some homoerotic uh, things <laughs> when they start talking about and rice and being embraced by the Mitanni. <laughs> but, but the point is, he's he's a massive World of Darkness nerd. Like, I was I, I was blown away. I, I knew he he played, and I knew that that was kind of his scene. But I had no idea he was. Well, CCPers a, are huge player. fans too. They have uh, yeah. memorabilia all over their offices. Yeah, it's, it's it's an it's an amazing IP, and I'm so sad that because you've just seen all the messes uh, in in those titles that they are selling and they are successful, and people really want them. But the, the werewolf game that came out, even though it looked really promising, and I still think it's a good game, but it's only a six-hour playtime. It's like, I'm not going to pay that much for six hours of playtime. That's ridiculous. And now Bloodlines 2 is going to end up being delayed by another two years because they had to uh, push out the, one of the developers, right, that was very criticized. It's like, <sighs> such a mess. Mm. I am so sad that CCP suffered the summer of rage because... I still oh. think the carbon engine would have been the third choice. So Unity save it, save it for our anniversary yeah. episode of yeah, 2011, yeah. Summer of Rage. We're coming up on 10 years. Caleb and I will probably put something together uh, on what happened, uh, how it went down, why was it so important, why is it still echoing 
to these, you know, in, in current times. It was 10 years ago. Why was it so important? Well, we'll get to the bottom of that. Uh, but that's all we have time for today. Thanks, Caleb. Thanks, Tiberius. You guys are awesome. And thank you guys for hanging out with us at uh, Talking in Stations. We will be back tomorrow. Don't forget, uh, that's O-Z underscore E-V-E. That's Oz Eve. Go check out his channel and uh, follow him and even subscribe to him if you get a chance. Good stuff. Financial Eve over there. All right. We'll find something for you guys to go to next, and we'll see you tomorrow.